Hey everyone! Before we get started, all of us here at InfinRed have another fun announcement. Winter is extra special for us because we've been doing something we call Winter Releases, which is three major announcements to end the year. A few weeks ago we announced Ignite 9, and now, after lots of hard work, we're excited to announce the release of Reactatron 3.0. This tool is a personal favorite of mine, and I couldn't be more excited about the updates in Reactatron. This big release is all about making the debugging experience better and faster for your React Native projects. If you want to learn more about our new release, head to infinite.red forward slash Reactatron. Now, on to today's episode. Welcome back to React Native Radio Podcast. Brought to you by X. Do you want to run ads really cheap? Not overly concerned what your ad is next to? Call us. Hey. Episode 282, A Day in the Life of a React Native Developer, 2023 edition. Robin and Mazen, I, I'm a little bit foggy this morning, so I apologize in advance. I think it's because I got hit in the face this weekend. Excuse me, what? By a puck. Is there a story there? Well, there's a little bit of a story. I mean, do you remember? <laughs> this isn't like super story. unusual. After all, like I'm I'm playing hockey as a goalie. So. I like that you you did finish the sentence with 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 a puck and not with like a fist or something. A fist, yeah, yeah. That hasn't happened in a while. Uh, that's usually why I watch hockey games. In a while. <laughs> okay, that's a different story. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> No, I, yeah, I I was playing. So I played three hockey games this weekend. So that was that was a that was a bit. That was and a lot of them. Like the the one I got hit in the face in started at 10 p.m. on Sunday. So like I got to work the next day, and I'm not getting home till midnight. That's the weirdest time for a hockey game. I gotta say. No, there's a weirder one. I started one at 11 the night before. So oh, okay, that is weirder. I've had soccer games kick off at 11. Yeah. It's really weird to get home at like. What is this one. world of late night sports that I'm not familiar with? <laughs> Everybody Adult else is just recreation, <laughs> right? Yeah, Adult recreation. Recreation. Like you're you're wanting to go to bed, and instead you go play hockey or soccer. Yeah. So I we were we went, and the other goalie didn't show up. So the other team sticks their head in, and they're like, uh, "Do you guys just want to scrimmage? I guess you get the forfeit. You know, like we we win the game by default." Yay team, you know, <laughs> MVP is the other goal. He didn't show up. And so we went out on the ice and we played uh, against each other. We really didn't have a lot of, a lot of guys. Cause maybe some of them didn't feel like showing up that late. And well, what ended up happening was we played half ice. So I was the goalie for both sides, <laughs> which is very oh, tiring. Hmm. That's like half court right. for those of us who don't no hockey yeah game. you got to take the, the puck back and then it turns around and now you're facing the other team so my own teammate with a <laughs> wicked slap shot this guy's got an mm -hmm. incredible slap shot comes down and just smacks one and it's just i mean the puck's not moving as it's coming toward me that means it's right at my face <laughs> and just ping <laughs> and you i just kind of like mask, right? stared at him as he skated by and he he like shrugged really apologetically like I, mm -hmm. i'm sorry <laughs> wait but you have a mask on right i do have a mask on yeah. it's not like directly to your face goalies use ice hockey goalies used to not wear masks the, isn't oh, that weird crazy. yeah but then uh, i think in that time like people never really lifted the puck up so it was just you're playing like around your 
ankles. <laughs> well, hey, you have a good team. Like, I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to bear the brunt of it. Right. Exactly. Once. They were a lot scarier to face than than the other team. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the only time that my own teammate has hit me in the in the face. I remember when I started playing hockey, like like I don't know, fifteen years ago when I first played it. Uh, one of the guys in warmups wound up and shot a, a slap shot, and it actually dented my my cage. Like Ooh, there was an actual like bending of the the cage uh, in front of my face. Well, now you have more uh, empathy for your opponents. <laughs> for the opponents' goalie, maybe that's why they didn't show up. Like maybe they're like, yeah, I don't feel like facing that. Uh, it yeah. must still hurt though, right? I mean, because it's coming at you with like such high speed. You know. Uh, when I bought like this, my first goalie helmet, well, the one after the one that got dented, <laughs> like the first one since I restarted, I bought like a $300 one thinking, oh yeah, $300 helmet, that should be fine, right? Mm -hmm. And it would actually give me a headache when I'd get hit in the, in the face. So I went out and bought a over a $1,000 helmet, but I'm like, oh, I wow. can't, I can't not have a good helmet right and this is like one that nhl it's one of those things that you pay you pay top dollar for it's like your exactly where they say your mattress and your tires and your shoes and like and your goalie mask that, yeah and your goalie mask that everybody needs <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i paid a lot the nhl goalies use this one um and now it still hurts a little bit but i don't get like a headache you know it's it's just more like momentary like i'll ring my bell a little bit I don't know. I'm taking a risk, obviously, going out there and playing. But this is low-level hockey. Like, if I was playing high-level, then it'd be a different thing. Well, well, the audience will please excuse uh, anything from Jamin that seems a little wacky. Because he's, he's <laughs> I don't know how they're going to tell the, the difference the from normal. <laughs> That's our regular day episode. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what you're signing up for, at least. So uh, I think I can remember my name. I'm Jamin Holmgren, your host, friendly CTO of Infinite Red. And I live in the rainy Pacific Northwest with very, my wife. And very four kids. rainy. Yeah, it's very rainy right now. Actually, I see blue sky out there, but yeah. And I'm joined today by my resplendent co-hosts, Robin and Mazen. Robin Heinz is director of engineering at Infinite Red. She's located west of Portland, Oregon, with her husband and two kids, and has been doing React Native for the past six years. Mazen Chami lives in Dorth. Da, da, da. <laughs> Dorth. <laughs> There's that head injury. Don't leave that in. <laughs> now they're going to. That's the problem. You can't tell the editors not to leave something in, or they will. <laughs> no. Okay. Mazen Chami lives in Durham, North. I can't say Durham. Why can't I say Durham? I swear. Durham. Okay. Mazen Chami lives somewhere in the East Coast with his wife and baby boy. <laughs> He's a former pro soccer player goalie, actually. Did you ever get head in the face? Oh, too many times. Okay, yeah, that explains a lot. And a senior React Native <laughs> engineer also here at Infinite Red. Yeah, I've been knocked out. This has been a disaster. All right, we're going to have a or... change to our process this week. And it was actually pre-planned before we knew that I was unable to read my script. But uh, we're actually going to have Jed read the quick 10-second sponsor spot. So take it away, Jed. We don't actually have to wait for him because <laughs> no. he's not going to do no, it right now. just give him a little space. <laughs> hey there, Todd here, not Jed. Yes, Jamin, I left that in. I'm editing this podcast, so I'll do the sponsorship. If you've been here a while, you know we don't actually don't have sponsorships on this podcast. We just promote ourselves, which uh, I think is a little more pleasant, to be honest. 
So if you're interested in working with literally the best React Native developers in the world, contact us, infinite.red forward slash React Native. If you're interested in working with, you know, mediocre, fine developers, we know some very nice people, and they will do a perfectly acceptable job for you. Just let us know. We'll hook you up. Anyways, back to you three. All right, thanks, Jed. <laughs> Let's get into our topic for today. Our topic today is going to be a day in the life of a React Native developer, the sequel. So we did this actually a couple of years ago, episode 192. Robin and I did an episode about, you know, just sort of talking about what it's like to be a React Native developer for those people who might be listening to the podcast and maybe they're new to tech, maybe they're new to React Native, but they're just kind of interested in what does it look like to work in React Native on a day-to-day -day basis. And I thought it was a really good episode. I think it went over really well. So we thought maybe we could do that again now that it's been a couple more years. We have Mazen now. And uh, I don't know, maybe things have changed. Who knows? But I do want to warn the audience. Not only am I dealing with a brain injury here, but also <laughs> this is going to be much more of a conversational, more of a roundtable. The way I described it to Robin and Mazen, they're basically doing a just sort of a meeting with their manager but we're just doing it in public in front of 5000 people instead of normally like just in a zoom zoom casually uh. so performance review coming up here <clears throat> Robin and Mazen we'll 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 chat <laughs> i got notes <laughs> i'm joking but we will uh we will talk about what it's like to be a react native developer here in 2023 yeah a lot has changed i would say my days look different than they used to well, you got a promotion, so that's that's kind of a big deal. I did get a promotion. That affects it a lot. <laughs> so first, I want to set the stage a little bit. Obviously, different companies are going to have different, you know, daily rhythms. They're going to have different daily kind of the way that they go about business is going to be a little different. You might have daily scrum, you know, meetings. You might have weekly sprint meetings. You might be doing, you know, different types of uh, just a different cadence in general. But I think that there's a lot of stuff that's kind of gone across tech and kind of infiltrated all the different corners that are going to be somewhat similar. But we're going to be, just, I just want the audience to know we're going to be talking from the perspective of Infinite Red. You know, we do consulting, so we're going to be talking about working with clients. This is a little different than maybe a product company. We're still working on products. We're still working on React Native. We're still shipping code. So I guess the first question that I want to ask is, and I'm going to ask Mazen, what percentage of your day is actually writing code? Oof. That's a great question. I mean, depends on the day. It depends on the day. Yeah. I mean, I know we said a day in the life, but I kind of want to bubble it up to like a week in the life because that, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. It's a little bit easier to look at it that way because, you know, for example, today was not a lot of coding. It was just more pairing in the morning. We have the podcast now. I have a bunch of meetings all afternoon. So if I look at it from like a weekly perspective, I would say I spend about close to, and this is something I personally strive to do, like push to 50% of my time coding while the other 50 is doing other, you could say, um, primary related tasks. And that's just because when I say primary related tasks, so for those that aren't or don't know the infinite red jargon, that's more of like the team lead on a, on a project with a client. So I'm interfacing with the managers, the developers on that end to keep the infinite red team unblocked and continue moving along. So as that primary, I try to keep that 50-50 split. It's hard in some weeks, but that's usually my goal. 
Yeah, that's a good point because if you are a team lead or as we call it a primary, the the more the the bigger your team gets, the less coding you do, the mm-hmm. more management you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a developer, right? Like you're still doing some development, you're still shipping code, but a lot of times you're interfacing with the client, the project's probably bigger, it probably has a lot more requirements. If it's just you and one other developer, it's going to be a lot easier. You're going to be spending a lot more of your time coding. But Mazen and Robin are both running projects with multiple developers in their large, you know, uh, really multi-year projects. So this becomes, uh, there, there's a lot more overhead happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, some of that, if you want to call it coding, is, is mainly pull request reviews. Because not only <laughs> reviewing our pull requests, right, we're helping the client with best practices and all that kind of stuff. So we still need to be on top of those. Right. And I want to kind of ask the same question over to Robin. Are you seeing sort of the same thing with your project? Yeah, that's usually uh, probably what it averages out to on a given week. And and a week is a good cadence to look at because like we, we bill in weekly increments. And so we sort of, we sort of segment our, our life out into to week chunks and you sort of, some days will have heads down coding work almost the whole day and then other days will be almost all meetings or code review or or whatever and then you you sort of average out to a a productive amount of code for for the whole week but each day might look different Um, but 50 percent is is probably pretty accurate we did an episode about code review and i actually really loved that episode i want Mm -hmm. and i want people to listen to it it's react native radio 196 the art of code review so I definitely recommend, best. yeah, people go go listen to that. I think that there's a lot of information there. But drilling down just a little bit more on code review, when you're reviewing someone else's pull request in React Native specifically, because that's what we're trying to talk about here, are you are you pulling that down to your machine, running it in the simulator, running it on your device? Like like how how far do you go into that? It depends on the feature or like the the work that like if there's a lot of different screens involved and and lots of sort of interconnected logic and stuff, yeah, I'll pull it down and do like just some high level smoke testing and, and make sure everything works. And that's it's not that like I don't think that my colleague tested it. Like of course they they tested it and it it worked when they put it up, but there's a lot of times where something will not work if you're pulling it down for the first time, which like Users will see if they're in, like when they install the feature for the first time, and a lot of things will get caught that way. So just sort of uh, smoke testing and and making sure it all works. But smaller things like where there's only a couple files involved and the UI is pretty simple and a screenshot's kind of enough. Um, I won't always pull it down. It's just sort of a judgment call. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Robin. For the more intense, like not intense, like the bigger pull requests, I'll do a quick. I like to call it code gut check. Like just read through the code quickly. If nothing really sticks yeah. out or it's like, eh. There are things that you you like have, you've trained your your brain just like mm-hmm. keys on. Like, yeah. And it's like a quick right, scroll. Like, it, like something like in line that shouldn't be in line or like, yeah. I don't know, stuff. You can you can kind of like all, all see like duplicated stuff or like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, I see like these look really similar. Is there any way to like dry these up? Like yeah. there's thing, things that you can just sort of like key off of a a quick scan Mm. i'll usually do that and start the review off of that and then maybe well usually pull it down at that point run it kind of like robin said and then after testing it actually go back to the code and go a little bit deeper into it now that i have 
all that context um, in the back of my head. Um, and, you know, sometimes it might just be like, oh, look, you implemented this API, but did you know React Navigation has this other hook, which simplifies it, for example. So usually that's kind of what the second like review is about. When you are kind of hands-on keyboard coding, what's sort of like a typical task that you might be doing? This is, uh, speak to the people in the audience that maybe aren't coding React Native all the time. Like they're kind of curious, like, am I writing a lot of components like JSX components? Or are you doing a lot of like state management? Or are you writing like native code? Like what what's sort of happening there? Yeah, uh, I'll do, I'll, I'll give just a quick, what I do and probably my like management style is I usually open up to the team and say, hey, here are the tasks, who wants what? Mm -hmm. And then once it's kind of dispersed out, I'll take kind of what what's left. And that's just a personal preference. Yeah. Based on the current project that I'm on, I've been doing a lot of native related stuff recently. So it's a lot of native coding. You know what no one wants? <laughs> no one wants native. I don't know why. I don't get it. Um, like, save me some of the animation stuff, please. That's why they hire us, I guess. <laughs> no, yeah, it's been a lot of like discovery and building of native stuff. So it's actually been cool because, and that's one thing I like about being in a consultancy is if you're working on a product team, let's say you don't have these native extensions, you'll never go down to native. So you're always working on the screens and all that kind of stuff. Being in a consultancy, you get these random bursts and random days where it's like, hey, we need to figure out, I don't know, let's say live activity on iOS. Right. It's like, go yeah. out. Then you just get to go out and play with it for, for a, a little bit and then kind of come back and show your findings. True story. And that's <laughs> like the fun stuff that, that I enjoy. And then, yeah. I would say I have like, I have a pretty similar approach as you and it's, it's evolved over time. Like when I first, the first few years that I was doing React Native and even when I was sort of a new primary, like I, there was still a lot that I didn't know and I tended to, to stick to things I was more comfortable with because mm -hmm. there was always, there was almost always someone more senior than I was on the team that would take a lot of the, the sort of more complex stuff. And now like after almost seven years, I basically just let, let the team take what they want and they're comfortable with and they feel confident about. And then I take the leftovers, which almost always is like some sort of like CI configuration, mm -hmm. like infrastructure stuff, <laughs> putting in SDKs, pain which i'm totally fine with like i'm happy to to sort of take uh, take those on to sort of keep the team from feeling stressed and i it's nice to to to, to see the difference between now and like six years ago when i would have dreaded picking those things up because i didn't know how to do them and now i'm like no well, it's doable it's going to yeah. be annoying but i i i like i i know i'll figure it out so yeah i think if some users are like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Like, that doesn't sound like fun. We're giving the two, like we said, primary examples like from our projects. I think if we were to have someone on the team that's a non-primary, you know, they would pretty much say they get to do screens. They get to do UI related stuff. Yeah. They get to do animation. Styling, animation. Styling, yeah. You know, Styling the, animation, the fun, API cool calls. Like yeah. Whatever you would think is cool, you know, we all get to do. This just happens to be a, a cycle that we're in. And I think Robin and I's project is kind of at the same step right now where it's like a lot of architectural related stuff because we're kind yeah. of getting towards that step. Um, and that, you know, that's usually a tough part because you let the team take what they want. It's usually debugging, finding this other stuff while what's usually left over is the 
architecture related stuff. I enjoy it. I like it. I mean, I get to learn. I feel like I still get everybody to learn new like, stuff. Every everybody day. enjoys different things and feels confident doing different things. And and yeah, I mean, obviously, there's times where you want to sort of stretch your team and help them like grow and learn new things, but you don't want them to be like floundering. Out or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would say like the for the, for the people on my team, I mean, most ninety percent of what we do, honestly, is fetch data display data handle user, data user interaction yeah like like let the users fill out a form like yeah. it's there's a lot of like repetition and you sort of get gets get good at doing like that cycle how often are you dealing with things like hey when the keyboard pops up the uh everything moves in the wrong ways or it doesn't move when it should or something like that Ugh, i was hoping you keyboards. wouldn't ask that question <laughs> everyone, everyone hates keyboard i don't know why after seven keyboards in react native are like like the printers <laughs> it's like we've had printers for how long and printers still suck yeah and like how long have we had keyboards in like on mobile apps like they still suck it's never gonna be fun I don't know how many it's gotten better, but it got, yeah, but like how many oh, projects have we been on? Me. And I feel like we're always rewriting like our use keyboard, whatever yeah. provider hook or something. I feel like at some point we're just going to start a new project and just rewrite our keyboard and create our own keyboard every single time. We need to do a whole episode just on keyboard handling. Yeah, That's a good idea. That's a, very good idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. The, the other day, actually funny you say that, Jim, because the other day I was doing a had nothing to do with keyboard, but always led back to keyboard. I was doing an accessibility <laughs> on form inputs. And then the first thing, like I'm seeing like the keyboard jitter and stuff. I was like, all right, well, it's accessibility. Hopefully the keyboard doesn't pop up. Spoiler, it does. And I start getting a lot of bugs back. Um, this was a POC, so don't judge this. Proof story, of concept. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then I was like, all right, fine. Let me look at the keyboard. And then just after an hour, and then I pulled in other people on the team to help me look at it and stuff. We were just like, how about we just unintentionally like intentionally hide the keyboard for now and say that's intentional and we'll get back to it later so that we're not tackling this now because i feel like you're always reinventing it there's always new packages out there and if you remember like one of my first episodes on react native radio we did a like your favorite library episode i don't know if you guys remember that but mine yes. was I do. I, a that was a fun one react native keyboard controller something package I changed my mind. That's no longer on that list because <laughs> it. I found a lot of issues from it since then. And yeah, keyboards are not fun. I think we can stop beating up on it. Don't make the junior developer mistake that I'm pretty sure I made a couple times of doing an entire feature in the simulator mm. using your hardware, like your keyboard to type everything. And never actually popping up the software keyboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I did that we more are, than once. We are definitely going to do a full episode on this. It sounds like there's a lot of pent up anger here, uh, but <laughs> we might have to I drop our this. decibel level in that episode. Right, just so it's like normal yeah, speaking tone. Editors, you're gonna have to soften things down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> maybe using AI or something. Uh, but yeah. I, so. When you when you're doing stuff like this, like how do you stay on top of new packages that are coming out, new techniques? How do you stay up on new patterns, that sort of thing? Robin, like what what's your I let Frank I let Frank tell me. <laughs> Frank Elise, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's uh, always that person. And to be 
honest, I'm often this person too, where just finding stuff, looking at it and being like, this is cool and posting it in Slack, right? Mm -hmm. I swear it's a skill that I never learned. And I like, to this day, I'm like, where are you people hearing about these things? Like, is there like, (laughs) is there some like, tech newspaper that i'm missing like social media did you just follow the right people on twitter and i'm not following them i i don't know well people you have a healthy social media life is the problem exactly (laughs) you mean i'm not addicted to twitter exactly exactly because that's i i wouldn't go that far i just have non-tech social media addictions well there you go (laughs) don't talk to me about tiktok I have TikTok and I only open it when people send me TikTok links. I had to delete the app because it was it was getting bad. Yeah, somehow I've been I've been able to to you know avoid that issue. But like, what about you, Maz? And like, how do you stay up on things? Well, part of that fifty percent where it's not coding is usually that exploration, like mm-hmm. either through Slack. I'm actually I don't even know at this point. I'm in like five to six different Slack um, communities, and mm-hmm. that's usually where. You know, someone will post an issue and then you kind of look at the thread and then you get to see uh, in Discord and you get to see other packages that people are recommending and you kind of branch out from there. And it is, you know, honestly, more of it is the social media addiction where I feel like my Twitter. How do you <laughs> how do you filter out, though? Like, there's got to be a lot of noise with that. Like, how do you filter out the noise from like the real gems? Like, oh, this is actually like a good package that I'm going to want to yeah. know about. Like, yeah. It's more about what issues I run into. So if, you know, let's use keyboard for an example, since it's burned in our heads right now. Um, If I'm running into a keyboard issue, I'll usually search all this different slacks for like keyboard, but look for more of the recent stuff and then go through the different packages and see their solutions and all that and then kind of go through it. And, you know, quite frankly, it's speaking to the people on the team because people on the team have probably used other packages and have found better solutions and more elegant solutions that is helpful. So long story short, it's trying to find the more pointed, more recent packages, filtering through them, and then coming together as a team to discuss them. And usually what ends up happening right away is, ooh, here's a snippet of something that I did on my previous project um, or on my personal project. Let's look at it together. And we kind of look at it together and we're like, well, that's a great solution. Let's go with it. I want to shift gears just a little bit and talk about how you have demands at work. You have sort of, you know, you're, you're working, you, you have pressures, whatnot, but what do you do to kind of blow off steam? Like I know Maz and you play soccer. Um, you know, what else you got going on? Well, working out too. I try to do that sometimes going for a walk, you know, as, as a family and you know, having mm-hmm. a, a, I guess, toddler at this point kind of keeps you busy and keeps you awake. <laughs> So yeah, there's that. Um, but no, I, it's also a lot of family time and trying to, trying to get yeah. out, you know, get out of the office essentially is a lot of that blow off steam. Yeah. That makes sense. I Robin. Had, I had one of those, those moments the other day where like, I, it was getting to be later in the day. It was like maybe four o'clock and I was like banging my head against this thing, uh, thing meaning issue, like a bug, not an actual object keyboard objects weren't smacking you in the face (laughs) uh no no pucks in my office right i have Uh, two pucks in my office (laughs) oh really yeah yeah i have this one you can't see this but jamin is showing us his can you read that 
championship? Rec, rec champs, Poikas, Poikas versus, that's pine, versus pine cones. Yep, our three zero shutout. Look at that. <laughs> that's pretty cool. You said you only have two pucks. Is that only two shutouts in your career, Jamin? Uh, that is not okay. true. <laughs> Talking some. Stuff? Just checking. Okay. But uh, but only two championship pucks. I actually have won four championships, but I only got two two of the pucks. Anyway, uh, yeah, going. no pucks in my office, but uh, lots of bugs. Definitely lots of bugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I couldn't figure out and I was stressed because there was kind of a there was a time pressure component. And I was like this. There was a deadline looming and that was just I was not figuring it out. And I was and I was like, this is the time where I need to just like shut the computer, like go like I like I I went and picked up my kids and just like went on with normal life. And then was just like sort of thinking about the bug in my head in the background. And like, as I was, uh, I was l- sitting next to my son's bed while he was falling asleep. Like, so there was nothing else like occupying my brain. I was just like going over this thing in my head. And I, I, I thought of something else to try that I hadn't tried. I was like, Oh, I should try that. And then after he fell asleep, I went in and I did the thing and like it was right and it worked and uh so it's really important to take some time away and you can consider it part of your day like Mm -hmm. going to take a walk when you're stuck on something that's still that's still a a valid part of your work day because like your brain can keeps going and if it helps you reset and then continue to complete your tasks then like that's work like you don't have to be in front of a keyboard to be contributing value I can't tell you how many times stuff like that has happened to me in my career. It is absolutely true. And it's a, it's a good, and sometimes you need to sleep on it. Like, you know, you need a good night's rest. Sometimes it's just taking a walk. Sometimes it's just going and getting a, a, you know, a a drink or something. Um, And sometimes it's beating your head against the wall, sitting there trying things, you know, like there's many different ways to approach it, but I agree. I think that's awesome. And, and really kind of, uh implicit in everything that you were saying there robin is that you have all these other things you have you know your your family you have your hobbies you have different things outside of work that kind of let you let you stretch your brain in different ways and uh focus on something else for a while what's funny is in my notes i had uh does playing sports or engaging in other activities influence your problem solving skills as a developer and i would say that it it definitely has influenced my problem solving skills today based on getting hit in the face with a puck so they're worse but Jamin's not all there I'm not all there right now (laughs) good thing you you two are carrying this episode but uh I think just sort of as some closing thoughts I want to ask you two what what's some advice that you would give let's say that someone were were to say hey I just got a job as a react native developer I'm new to react native I'm going to be starting, you know, Monday. What's some advice that you would have for me as a React Native developer in particular? Oh, that's really that I was not prepared for that. <laughs> that's very that's, that's very heavy. Um, Mazen, you have anything? Yeah, I think the first thing I would tell them is continue learning. Keep keep that learning mindset because you know, even as seniors, a lot of time, you know, a client will ask a question and be like, "Yeah, yeah, I've, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'll tell them like, I'll reach out to the team and get back to you on, on what the question, what the answer is to that question. And, you know, we'll pull the teammates on the, 
on the project into a, a huddle or a Zoom and we'll chat. And if we can't even figure it out, we'll end up, you know, extending it into a Slack message to the entire IR team. So w- once, you know, once we pull pull the IR team, we come together as a team and we've kind of solved it, I'm learning in that situation. So I'm, I had no problem with saying, I don't know the answer. I'm going to learn, educate myself on it and kind of come back to it. So don't lose that learning mindset and keep working at it. Because at the end of the day, React Native is going to change. You start on Monday, 73 comes out on Thursday. So you got to keep learning and keep going from there. Yeah, I love that because really, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person I get bored with a technology within a few years. And I've never done a technology more than five years, you know, other than React Native now for eight years. And I love React Native because it is continual learning. There's always something new. It's always moving. There's an incredible depth to this technology because it's a collision between really like four or five different tech communities that are all kind of pulling together. There's web, there's React, there's iOS, there's Android, there's Ruby, (laughs) There's, you know, Java, there's like all these different technologies that have been mashed together to create one really incredible orchestra. And it, there's just incredible depth there. What about you, Robin? What, what would be your advice to a new React Native developer? So I'm not, I'm not uh, good at coming up with profound things um, from my own head. So I'm going to steal this. Uh, but this is, this is one of IR's like key tenants. You'd almost call it our motto, but um, the advice is to not do hard things alone. And you'll, you'll encounter a lot of hard things as a new React Native developer. I, you'll encounter a lot of hard things as a senior React Native developer. But when you encounter those hard things, don't do them alone. Like bring in a buddy, bring in a pair, sit down and, and walk through what you're, what you're struggling with with someone else. Because nine times out of ten... A second pair of eyes will see something that you didn't see, or they'll be able to guide you through the best way to do something that you might not know yet. Um, so yeah, don't do hard things alone. Pairing is very powerful. I think a, we forget it a it's lot. It's hugely powerful. I I love the motto, "Don't do hard things alone," because it works internally and it also works externally. Because as consultants, we're you know going to our clients and saying, "Hey, don't do this." very difficult thing alone, you know, we'll, we'll come with you. And, uh, but it, it, it very much like, I feel like a lot of times newer developers will try to disappear and come back with the solution, but they're just oh, struggling. So tempting. Yeah. Cause they don't want to look did that like they don't know what they're doing. Times yeah. Where, Cause you, you want to, you want to look like, like you're competent and yeah, it's the farthest thing from the truth that like, if you ask for help, people won't think you're competent. Like, yeah. Exactly. Almost the opposite. Like asking for help early and often, I think is is actually a, cl- a clear indicator that you're competent. So right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I had a junior on my team, I would, and I think Robin, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. But if I had a junior on my team, I think, and they were not asking questions, but they were still putting out code, and you know, it was okay and stuff like that. I personally, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get after them for that, but I would try and find a way to help them come out of their shell to pair more because I think at the same time, just that discussion, I personally do it sometimes where I'm like, hey, can we, you know, for example, Jamin, let's hop on a Zoom. And mm-hmm. after a minute or two of explaining the problem, I've solved the issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's rubber happened ducking, a couple of right? times. Yeah, yeah. Rubber ducking. That works a lot. Every and I think we're actually going to do swear. this after this call, Jamin, because I figured 
something I, I need i need to talk through something and then we'll probably <laughs> get the solution right out of there yeah and and just sort of normalizing that like even asking for help from the senior developer to the junior like hey can you help me think this through now sometimes the junior will be like i'm out of my depth and that's fine but it's still you want to normalize that well i think we're pretty much at the end of our time here really fantastic thank you both for for carrying uh, this conversation and, and showing people kind of a peek into your daily life. Robin, do you have a mom joke to take us out? <laughs> okay, I guess I do. You ready? Sure. What do you call a wreath made out of $100 bills? I don't know. Aretha Franklin's. Mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's so bad. Uh, credit for that goes to uh, Carlin Isaacson from Infinite Red, who is... The source of a lot of our, a yeah, lot of my, he's my mom the perpetrator behind a lot he's of this. A, <laughs> he's quite the jokester, but yeah. All right, well, we'll see you all next time. Bye. As always, thanks to our production team with editor Todd Worth, our assistant editor and episode release coordinator. Here's truly Jed Bartoski. Our director of marketing, Justin Husky, and our guest coordinator, Derek Greenberg. Our producer and host is Jamin Holmgren, and executive producers and hosts are Robin Hines and Mazen Chami. Thanks to our sponsor, Infinite Red. Check us out at infinite.red forward slash React Native. A special thanks to all of you listening today. Make sure to subscribe to React Native Radio wherever you get your podcasts.